Thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, we got a couple things going on right now. If you head over to our Patreon, it is super easy to find. Patreon.com and type in the Big Honker Podcast. Get signed up in there. It's three bucks a month, and we are going to have a major giveaway. Uh, can we announce that yet? Uh, no, not yet. But we not are yet. We're doing a giveaway right now. We're giving away a two-man goose hunt for November 4th and 5th. Okay. With lodging and meals right now, you've got to be a member of the Patreon, and then you need to invite another member of Patreon to join join you. So the two of you together, and it's going to be a giveaway, a two-man goose hunt for November 4th and 5th, which is our opening weekend at Stanfield Hanging Outfitters. I do have some dates still available. November is lights out, shooting some trophy specs. I've got uh, Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving still available, and I've got think i have one weekend available too i think the november 17th 18th weekend is available anyways look me up holler at me at stanfieldhunting.com or you can call me in the office 940-658-3172 and also july 20th we will release the second season of the first family of waterfowl on our youtube channel Uh, a lot of people don't know about our youtube channel head over to youtube the big honker podcast and our entire library. If we record a podcast, the video portion goes up to YouTube. Season one is up there now. If you'll just scroll down on our homepage, it is already pulled out. So all you got to do is click on it. There's four episodes this year. There will be more than four episodes. And uh, we're very, very excited about what we're going to bring you in season two. So go check those things out. Also, go check out Boss Shot Shells. If you are not shooting Boss by now, You are missing out on a major advantage. It only takes one. It is copper-plated bismuth, so the physics behind it all makes sense. It travels further, faster, for longer. So um, check them out, BossShotShells.com. The brand-new War Chief is coming out soon, and you can get that shipped straight to your door. You're not going to find them in any big box stores. It's all direct-to-consumer, keeps the price in check, and affordable for... You great hunters out there. So the War Chief is going to have a new buffering system, and it is going to keep a tighter pattern, more pellets on target at greater distances. So when that comes out there, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get a hold of it. So also, check them out at Boss Shot Shells. And the sub gauges for the older guys. Yep. If you're an older person and you're 60 plus years old and your shoulders are wore out from working hard all the time, go get the sub gauge, get you a 28 gauge. You can hunt with all your buddies, kill everything they're doing, the same knockdown power. And Boss makes the best sub-gauge loads there are. So anyways, check them out at BossShotShells.com. We have a brand new sponsor, Hemp Hill Farm. You can save money. BHP will save you 20% off at checkout. They are a CBD company. We had Patrick Nelson on not too long ago, and he told us why he started this. And his sister passed away from ovarian cancer, and they got involved in CBD as a pain management. And that's Hemp Hill Farms. That's H-E-M-P Hemp hill like hill h-i-l-l farm is p-h-a-r-m like pharmacy hemphillfarm.com 20 percent off your next order using bhp at checkout and it is all cbd and all it's legal to ship to all states but i'm telling you right now it's good stuff i take one at sleep every night helps me sleep at night you get the ouchies you can rub the roll on on you immediate help hemphillfarm.com next we are brought to you by pacific calls and Right now, you can save money with them, too. We have a promo code with them. BHP25 saves 25% off at checkout. My favorite call, my favorite goose call is the BA Lesser call. They did an absolutely phenomenal job in the design of it. It is a short little screamer. It's loud, It, but it also has a lot of range, which is what I look for in a goose call. 
Uh, it's loud, it's very responsive, and it's got a great range. Also, my favorite duck call, the PCD, is available online right now. And for you stork hunters, the Sandhill Steakhouse crane call is what I use anytime I have to trick those wary bastards. Uh, but go to PacificCustomCalls.com, use our promo code BHP25. They will also be at Squad Fest and Delta. So if you want to call in person, Come to any of those hunting shows and they will be there. They're great guys to work with. So go check them out. PacificCustomCalls.com, promo code BHP25. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Squad Fest is coming up in just a couple short weeks, July 28th and 29th. I will be there along with a lot of our other sponsors. It's going to be a great time. We hope to see everybody out at St. Louis. It's going to be a great time. Calling contest, music, and uh, dinner Friday night. And it's going to be... It's going to be a great party to kick off waterfowl season. Always they, a good time. They've got amazing products. They've revolutionized the silhouette game. Uh, so if you're wanting to run silhouettes, it, they are the way to go. They're affordable and they don't take up much space and they look great. You do not need full bodies to kill geese. So check out their silhouettes. They've got a floater line out. They got it all. So divebombindustries.com. They're pretty much a one-stop shop. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. I am a cold brew guy now. I got my pitcher in. It's super easy to make. Dirty Duck Coffee makes the King Eider brew, and that is their cold brew that they have just released just a couple months ago. It's great for an afternoon pick-me-up. It's summertime. It's hot outside. I don't want to drink hot coffee all the time, but I do need my caffeine fix. Every afternoon about 3.30, I make me a nice cold brew with a little bit of uh, goodness inside of it. And that's how I get through my afternoons. They've also got great, they got a Missouri boat ride blend. That's my favorite coffee for in the morning and uh, high velocity for those days that I'm needing a little bit of an extra caffeine kick. So they got it all. Head over to dirtyduckcoffee.com and you can figure out what works for you and they'll ship it straight to you. But yeah, check out the King Eider. I like it. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear. They are not just a waiter company anymore. As a matter of fact, they've got bibs coming out. They've got a new jacket coming out that they're very excited about, the Flyway jacket. I just saw it today. Uh, it looks great. All of their products are above and beyond expectations. They, they beat every expectation that you can have. I can tell you that the bibs are some of the best that I've ever worn. They're totally windproof, totally waterproof, uh, and, they, and they, keep, they keep you dry and warm. Um, you can layer up underneath them. You're not going to find bibs that are that are any better anywhere else. They're my favorite. All of their jackets are great. Their waders are phenomenal. And that every one of their products comes with the guarantee that they will stand behind it for as long as you stand in it. So check them out, shingear.com, and make a purchase. You're not going to be disappointed. They're great people, and we're proud to be associated with them. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. Head over to their Patreon account, give them some money, and you will have their entire library of debauchery. Logan and Rebel put on a very, very good show, and for those long road trips, they are a great show to listen to, uh, and you're not going to meet two nicer individuals than Logan and Rebel. So head over to Patreon, Looking Glass Podcast, and put in your credit card information, and you're set and ready to go. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Motion. It's dove season, and it's time for spinners. Motion. You need motion if you're going to dove hunt. It is a game changer because they'll do it just like ducks will. You put out five or six of those uh, dove spinners, and your dove will put on a show. 
Just like your ducks and they will fly across will. the field to come in to land and decoy to you. Once you do it, you'll never hunt the old way again. What's good about it is you can sit in your tailgate, get you some lawn chairs around there, all your buddies sit around together, put the spinners out, and you can hunt a spread and you're visiting. You got to be spread out by 50 to 75 yards and hollering and bird, bird, bird. They'll come right to you. Lots of fun. So check them out. They've also got dog kennels, five star crash test rated, phenomenal uh, A frame blinds, and world class duck spinners. So if you need motion, Check them out, luckyduck.com, and just have a field day on their website. Order one of everything. Also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. They have been putting ducks back into the sky for 85 years, and they are a great partner to be with. If it weren't for organizations like Ducks Unlimited, we wouldn't have the ducks that we do now. They're putting money back into wetland conservation and wetland development and and healthy duck population. More duck habitat. We are happy to be a part of them, and you can join their team. You know, figure out a way, start a chapter, join a chapter. Uh, there's lots of ways to get involved, and your money will be put to work. So, Ducks Unlimited is a great company, and you need to be a part of them. We're also brought to you by Double T British Kennels. If you are needing a puppy, a started dog, finished dog, Corey can help you out. Uh, there is a bit of a waiting list, so just go to his website, Brit Labs. And uh, you can get signed up and, you know, tell them what you're looking for. Tell them what you're wanting. And as soon as one becomes available, you'll be the proud owner of a Double T British Lab. They're great citizens. You, they're not unruly in the house. They got very good manners. And they've also got a lot of drive. You do not want a hunting dog that doesn't have a lot of drive. So all of Corey's dogs, they're very, very well mannered. But they've also got a ton of incredible drive. So you're getting the best of both worlds with a double T lab. So check them out, BritLabs.com. Also, we're brought to you by Mossberg. I shot their waterfowl gun all last year and it held up. It held up to the beating of hunting seven days a week, ran everything that I wanted to through it. It's one of those OG companies. So you see a Mossberg behind the counter at Academy or Bass Pro or Cabela's. Listen, Take it out for a test drive. They've been there a long time. Been they making have. quality guns for 100 years. That's at Mossberg.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Alpha Outdoors Specialties, the maker of the Stanfield stool. It's going to save my back this season is what it's going to do. Save my back and my butt. No more sitting on buckets. They've also got a brand new product. Can we talk about it? Yes. The Blind Caddy. It is going to have everything that you need for shotgun shells, coffee Drinks. mugs, you name it, it, it is going to fit on A-frames. It's going to fit on the inside of an A-frame and keep all of your stuff out of the dirt, out of the mud, and keep it handy to where you can grab it if you need it in a hurry. And they will be at Delta. Come by and sit there and see them. They'll have Stanfield stools in stock there. Come on by display. And, yep, test, right, test, cool. test set in them. Very good. That is Alpha Outdoors Specialties. That is it for us. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Okay, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Robert Williams from RW Trophy Ranch uh, here in Texas. He has had CWD come onto his ranch, and now the uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife is demanding that he kill all of his deer, pay for the testing, have biologists come out, have game wardens come out, kill all of his deer. And anyway, this has been a two and a half year battle for him, and um, he is trying to get, if, if, if you got to kill my deer anyway, I want to give it away. I want I want wounded warriors to uh, come out here and shoot some of these big deer. And uh, anyway, it is a whole convoluted mess, and we try to get to the bottom of it. 
so uh here's his story here's his here's the story from the last two and a half years and the fight that he's been fighting uh enjoy the episode and here he is robert williams Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Alpha Outdoors. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world famous Andy Shaver. That's right. And another week has ended. Time is just rolling on by. Going by fast. Hunting Fa- season will be here before we know. Yep. Less than four weeks. <coughs> four weeks away, we'll have dove hunters coming in the door right now. No, yes. five weeks away. No, four. No, 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 no. We're not hunting yes, the weekend? Be. Yeah, I guess it would be. You're four taking weeks. open weekend off this I'm year? Doing, I'm doing my math. I wish I was probably. With us today. From Terrell, Texas, and the RW Trophy Ranch, Mr. Robert Williams, a deer breeder. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing pretty good, an old man. <laughs> being an old man is better than being a dead man. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Robert, you're the oldest deer breeder in Texas, you said, correct? Well, far as I know, I don't know of any any older. How did you get into I've been here over 35 years. How did you get into this? Well, it was by accident, nearly. I was raised, you know, when I was a boy in the 50s, my daddy carried me hunting, and I was born and raised in Dallas. And my father was born in the country and loved to hunt, and he carried me to a ranch down in Atlanta, and they had an eight-foot fence back then in the 50s, and it cost $25 to shoot a doe and 100 to shoot a buck. So I told daddy, why don't we shoot some bucks? He said, well, we can shoot four does for the price of one buck. So my first year was the doe, but that... The guy that owned that ranch was Mark A. Moss, and he had a boy older than me. I wasn't big enough to drive then. And he couldn't wait to get to town to see the girls. And I said, did my daddy own this ranch? And I was here, the girls would have to come see me. <laughs> We'd go farming, hunting, deer hunting. So I wanted a game fish ranch all of my life. From that time on, I, I love the wildlife, and I love deer. <laughs> if I own this ranch, the girls have to come now, see me. What I did, though, later on, I used to live in Sunnyvale, Texas. I was the mayor of Sunnyvale at one time, and I just wanted, I had nine acres, and I wanted some deer, and back then, those deer cost me $250 a piece, and it cost $10 a license from uh, Parks and Wildlife, and back then, they worked with you. They were easy to work with, and in my wildest dreams, I would have never dreamed that breeding those the best of the best for all those years, you would come up with these huge antlers like we have. And I would have never dreamed that my worst enemy is Parks and Wildlife. Yeah. So what's going on with Parks and Wildlife? I wish I knew. They just, they just, in my opinion, they hate deer breeders, but it's the commissioners. Parks and Wildlife can only do what the commissioners do. And the commissioners are appointed by the governor. Whoever donates the most money wants to be a commissioner. And the guy that owns Bucky's, Beaver Alpine III, was, I think he's still the chair, or he steps down as the chair. And another one, Hildebrandt, but he, they could stop all this nonsense if they wanted to, but obviously they, 
they want to put deer breeders out of business and they're doing a good job. Of it. So what are they doing to try to put you guys out of business for the, for the people that don't know, explain what they're doing. Well, it's all over CWD, which if for people who don't know, chronic wasting disease, all six years ago in Colorado, in a state pen, they had some scrapies, I mean some sheep, which sheep have had scrapies for hundreds of years. And the scrapies jumped to a mule deer some kind of way. And uh, they named it chronic wasting. That's just a made up name. It should have been called scrapies or variance of scrapies. Well, it's been around for many, many years. It moved to Wisconsin. Wisconsin tried to kill all the deer in the state. They've got more deer than they ever had. If it was as bad, and, and Parks and Wildlife is using this CWD to try to put deer breeders out of business. If it's as bad as they say, there wouldn't be any deer elk in Colorado. And obviously there's more than ever, and there's more deer in Texas than there's ever been. And if I lived in Oklahoma or Louisiana, two joining states of, of Texas, they have no restrictions about CWD whatsoever. They have a, they can have a game. I got a 1,500-acre game, right, with 68 acres of breeder pens in the middle of it. And I release these big bucks every year and have hunters come. And then my daughter, as long as we used to be what you call movement qualified. I, I've been fighting parts of wildlife for two and a half years and haven't been able to let a deer out or sell anything. But if I live in either one of those states, they don't, uh, they know CWD is a joke. They don't test. They don't do anything. We have to test every deer before you let it out. No other state that has deer breeders in it requires to test the deer for CWD before you let them out. Now, some of them test them after they're killed. And uh, Parks and Wildlife has a deal. They want you, they've got a live test, and they can do a rectum and a tonsil. Some of the veterinarians won't do tonsil because it's so cruel to the deer. The rectum test is bad enough, but those are live tests. So they just, and this is my opinion, and I'm pretty sure he's right, because we raise these deer with such huge antlers, that's what bothers them. So if we were only raising 160, 170, 180-inch deer, I think it'd be no problem. We'd never had this come about. When I started many years ago, the deer, like I say, my first was called $250. There'd been deer bringing hundreds of thousands of dollars as, as the as the prices went up and people more, more, a lot of people would be you know up in age have enough money and buy a ranch and they wanted some huge deer you know you could you could buy a ranch and game fence it and you could spend three generations of culling you would improve your deer but you can never make a wild deer get nearly as large as what you can these deer that are raising these breeder pins because the doe has more to do about the buck's antlers than any of them and you're going to breed the vet by genetics and by you know, scientific doing, you're going to breed the best of the best. And like I said, I would have never believed I would have raised deer with antlers this big. What? And in a while, when you when you hunt and you got native deer and you're culling, you don't know which doe is the best and you could be killing the best doe or the worst. So you don't know. But in the breeder pen, all of our deer DNA registered. They have unique numbers on them. And you know the absolute best in breeding doe. And then you keep breeding her doe fawns and... There's, you know, it's been does bringing hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in the past. Now then, in Texas, most of the breeders are shut down. Uh, Parks and Wildlife is, is really trying their best to destroy and seemingly destroy high fencing. They, they, when you have a high fencing and you call it, a, 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 you, you can buy a high, you can say buy a ranch and game fencing, and you can buy deer from another breeder and turn them loose on your ranch, and they're trying to stop that, and that's. Uh, you know, you could buy a ranch of game fence and raise 150, 60-inch deer, I guess, but you can buy some from a breeder of good genetics, and you could have two, three, four, if you want, 500-inch deer. 
which the big, huge house corn or big non-typicals, I go more for the big, wide frame, long time, typical looking deer. And uh, after you bred them up, so it's hard to keep kickers off of them. Yeah. And, you know, a 200 net typical is hard to produce. Out of mm. the thousands of deer I've raised, I've only had about a handful that would net over 200 typical. Okay, I got a question for they, you. And then it's not that I have monster typical racks, but they, you can't keep the kickers okay. off of them. They'll have kickers, drop downs, and stuff. Okay, I got, I, I got a question. Okay. <clears throat> we, yes. The problem is right now, are, I, I, what's, what is the beef right now? Are they not letting you sell your deer hunts? Are they not letting you let your deer out of the pen? And what is the reason? They will not. CWD. They will not let me. Well, two and a half, nearly two and a half years ago, during that cold winter spell we had, we we lost three deer. They were all big, fat, healthy deer, and they all died of pneumonia. And that was in February of twenty-one, I guess. And so, about a month later, they called me and said one of those deer tested. We have to send the brain and lymph node in for every deer dies on. And they said that one had CWD. Well, I couldn't believe it. I'm hundreds of miles from where any CWD is. You know, they give all reasons that it could happen. They, nobody has any clue what caused it. And uh, even they say, well, hey, you bring in hay from New Mexico or Colorado, you could bring in. I have an own, my own alfalfa patch, cut my own hay. Anyway, they did that, and it started. Then they came out and wanted a herd plan. They wanted to kill all of my deer, make me pay for it. All the game warden and they, not the game warden, they, they come up to watch, but it's the biologists that do the shooting. And they want to kill them at night with a suppressed gun uh, or a silencer and shoot them in the neck. And I had 68 acres of breed, and that would be a slaughter. They'd eventually get them all killed, but they, it would be it would be horrible. And I said, there's no way I want to do that. And animal art, not animal health, but um, the USDA, they can pay a little dab of money if, if you sign this herd plan. What's the herd plan? They basically owned your ranch if you did it. I said, there'd be no way I'd do that. And they said, well, I said, what's the most you pay for deer? They said, well, $3,000 for a big buck. I said, every fawn in my pen will bring way more than $3,000, let alone what my good genetic does and my big bucks bring. So I didn't, they, uh, I, they didn't have a herd. They just told me what the herd plan consists of. I, it would cost me millions of dollars to do what they wanted me to do. Take off two or three inches of all my pen, breeding pens, and, and bury it somewhere, bring in new dirt and put on top of that, burn everything that was wood, pay for all the game wardens, the biologists, the hotel room, all the bullets, plus killing these deer and hauling them to a deal. Me pay for the hauling and dumping them in the ground. They would dump them in the ground and then test all of them and then make me pay for that. And so I said, You got to be out of your little mind. I'll never do that. And so that's the way it's gone from there. And it's been. Two and a little two and a half years, and I've I've spent hundreds of thousands. They did say when they offered this little lab of money and said, Well, we don't have a clue how you could have got this. And that's was animal health said that we would try to work with you. That's when they told me what the little dab of money would be. And I said, I don't want your money. I'm not broke. I may be broke before it's over, but I don't want to kill my deer that way. You know, and so that's how it went later then. They had a call that they sent me, they told me, they sent me a herd plan. I was going to come kill all of my deer. And before we did, they had a conference call on a Saturday evening. And I had my Senator Bob Hall on there with me on the line. And he found out how ridiculous they were. He said, why would you kill all the healthy deer? Why not test them and let them kill the ones that if they're in that CWD? And why he's got an ideal place. Why would you not try to set up, see which deer don't get CWD, which do? 
Well, then all they would do is kill the deer. So they eventually hung up, went on. They called me back a couple hours. I said, well, we weren't gonna, we won't come kill them next week. We're going to try to set up mediation. Well, they set up mediation, took them a couple of months, best I remember. And right before mediation, they send me out another kill order and said, in 10 days, we're going to come kill all your deer. And I thought, well, now, how sweet is that? We were supposed to meet mediation and try to work out something. And they already sent me a deal to kill my, all of my deer. So we met in the mediation. That didn't go anywhere. It didn't accomplish nothing. And we, we, I, I offered every kind of way I could to come out, you know, and save some of these deer. And about the only thing they did, they said, I had tested 49 bucks prior to this uh, rectal test, and they were all negative. And they wouldn't let me let those out. They said, if you test them again the second time, we'd let you let them out. That's a lot of trouble. And if we let you let them out, but you had to kill them all before the end of deer season. And if you didn't, we would come out and shoot the rest of them and charge you for it. I said, well, you got to be crazy to think I would let you come shoot deer on my ranch and charge me for it. So that's where that ended. They, I've offered every kind of way to double fence, to put fence in a bigger pasture. I've got 1,500 acres of game fence, a lot of woods, and a lot of, you know, I have I plant food plot summer and fall for the deer. I don't have any cattle, any exotics on the ranch, strictly for wildlife. I hear y'all's geese squawking when you come on. <laughs> if I turn this camera around, I got a big lake right behind me, about a 25 acre lake, and I've covered with Canadian hawkers. They raise, in fact, I've got some ponds in my deer pens that's got uh, islands on them, and those deer, those geese nest in those deer pens and raise their babies on those islands. And then when they get big enough to fly, they come out and I've got a deer feeder right close to my, where I am right now. I can watch the deer. Much as I've been around deer, I still sit and enjoy watching them come up in the evening to eat feed. I'm getting off the subject a little bit, but that's how it got started. And so the next thing they did, they gave me, a, they sent me another kill order. Well, this time, they, they 10 days, they were going to come out at midnight, one minute after midnight, and start killing my deer. Well, I'm half in Kaufman, and my ranch is half in Kaufman County and half in Hunt County. So my attorney, by then, of course, we'd hired an attorney to fight him, and she went to the judge in Kaufman County and got a restraining order. Well, I don't know. They were going to kill him on a Monday night, and that night, Monday morning, somebody, they, we had got the restraining order, but they hadn't received it yet. And uh, by noon, they had, and somebody said, man, the town is full of vehicles up there. We went up there. There was Animal Health, USDA, gate truck. There was about 30-some-odd of them. had all kinds of stuff, four-wheelers, Jeep. Trailers, everything they come from, care to have a big fun night killing all my deer. Well, they were all standing around on the. I, we just rolled by and watched them talking. Well, but they got this restraining order and they had to load up and go home. And in fact, I called the game warden that was supposed to, and he was Major Murray, and he was been a real nice fellow. And I don't blame all game wardens, they're not the culprit, it's the biologists and the commissioners that are the ones that want to kill all these deer. But uh, he told me, I said, Is there any way they can come in and kill them? He said, No. I wouldn't bring him with six or seven game wardens. I wanted to have him go home. So we stopped it there. It went on down. We tried to work with them, do whatever we could, never did. So they got another kill order. Well, we got another uh, temporary restraining order. This time, they appealed that to the Dallas Appellate Court, which is illegal to do. And they knew that, but they just wanted to stall me as long as they can. They want to hurt you physically, financially, emotionally, any way they can. So they saw it was the Dallas Appellate Court took them some time. They they turned it down. They had to pay for that. 
Then they appealed it to the Supreme Court. Now, this, I would have had an answer a long time ago, but the Supreme Court took me a long, Texas Supreme Court. And again, they knew that's illegal. You can't repeal a spending order. And that took me a long time for the, for the Supreme Court to finally turn them down. So we had this last June, we finally supposedly had a hearing with my judge in Kaufman County. And the Friday before the hearing on a Monday, we got my attorney called me and said, they don't have it on the docket. <laughs> well, for some strange reason, I didn't get on the docket. And I haven't got to go before my county judge yet. And, uh, you know, I just, they'll do anything to hurt you or bother you or to do that, destroy you. And I know they got to hate me because there's nobody ever kept them from killing their deer as long as I have. And I wanted to save my deer. And I, they, they're not worried about the health and welfare of the deer. Like I say, the way they want to kill them is the most cruel way they nearly could have done. And so what I have done recently, after it looks like they have a Parks and Wildlife, I believe it's the 23rd and 4th in Austin, they have a hearing. My attorney is supposed to be there and bring this up and talk to them again. But I have offered to solve the problem. I've, I've met a, in the process of this a, a guy named a general, retired general named Leroy Sisko. And he has this military warrior support deal. He works with George uh, Strait, and they give away homes, cars, all kinds of things to wounded servicemen of all time, wounded heroes, what you want to call them. So I said, I, and I talked to him, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If Parks and Wildlife will let me turn these bucks loose, and I've got over 100, probably 100, 150 of those big old bucks, beautiful bucks, healthy, big antlers. I said, I'll let these wounded servicemen come and harvest these deer for nothing. I won't charge them nothing. And I will, then I, since they will not let me let a doe out, I said, I will run the does through the chute. I will give them a shot, put them to sleep, kill them mercifully. And I will bury them and put them in the ground. And if y'all want to test all their brains, that's up to y'all. And we sent that to them and animal health and parks and wildlife have both denied that. Yet the little girl from works Amber's are named it for Parks and Wildlife sent the note out that they wouldn't let us do that. I told my attorney, I want the commissioners to tell me that that they want that all they want to do is kill them and throw them in a hole and bury them and cost me a lot of money. And why they would all be killed this fall, why they will not let those wounded servicemen who cripple some of them being wheelchairs. I've had wounded servicemen before and had them shoot during the place, but this time I all well, I gave that away before. But I offered to do all of them. He said, Leroy Cisco, General Leroy Cisco said he could bring me all the servicemen we needed to get the job done. And, you know, I have an MLD and that opens from October to February. So we would have plenty of time to do that. And I have natives here on the ranch. And another thing that was really strange is they wanted to do this. Last year, we on the ranch, native deer, not any other deer out of the pen, we had harvested over 200 deer. And we shot a lot of dough because I didn't know what the results when I was going to get to let these deer out or not. I wanted to let all my deer out. We had around 500 deer in the breeder pen at the time, so I wanted to lower my numbers. And the last of the season, we had we shot my cousin's husband, and I shot six doe. And we sent them. I had to send everything to be tested. Five of them came back quickly that none detect. And none of the other deer had come back to check. Well, they fiddled about a month with the last one I shot. It's one that I shot. And she was an old doe, fat, good shape, and everything. They finally come back and said, well, that doe was, has CWD. You want us to come get the meat? I said, no, you're not going to get the meat. I've had jerky made out of and I ate some of that every few days. And I still got some of that jerky, and I still eat it. <laughs> there's never been anybody die of CWD. They know our scrapies, what you really could call. 
And even worse than that, they cannot show you. And when they brought the game warden, I mean, the, the biologist and all the out the very first time, I said, y'all cannot show me one white-tailed deer in Texas that ever died strictly CWD. And they can't. They don't. It's it, it's a long, long it, I not say it's not a disease. It'll eventually get them. But deer don't live long enough to get them. Something happens to deer way before CWD could ever what, kill them. My question. Alzheimer's or something. You know, it takes people a long time. They would pass away from Alzheimer's or dementia. And that's kind of like, I won't say there's not, a, it should be caused crepies because it came from the sheep, but it, they don't, and they make it sound bad. And they, Parks and Wildlife put big billboards up now about how they want to protect the deer from CWD. And there's, I, they claim it's five or six million deer in the state. I don't know how they know for sure. And for EHD, blue tongue, pneumonia, Amtrak kills thousands of deer every year, plus hunters and plus cars. Yet there's more deer in Texas than ever was. And if if it did kill a few deer, which they can't prove it does, lightning would kill more deer than CWD. I have lost a deer to lightning before, but <laughs> we've never had one. Now they claim we've had we've had a bad case of EHD, and EHD comes from the mid snap. And the gnat bites a cow, which I don't have any cattle, but ranches close to me do. And then as the mid bites to there, there's several strands of that EHD. We used to vaccinate for it. Since I thought I was going to lose my deer, we didn't go to the trouble of vaccinating. We had quite a few have EHD. And some of them would get looking bad, die, and be negative. Then one of them, you might have a healthy fat one. Pneumonia can kill them when they're in good shape. It's hoaxing some EHD. And, uh, you know, they'll come back and say, well, that has CWD. Big, healthy. Just like the doe that I harvest on my own ranch, a wild doe. She didn't, she, uh, healthy and fat, pretty as though you just, you want to see and they claim she had CWD. So uh, I got a question here now. How many how many deer have they tested positive for CWD in the counties around you? Wild deer. Uh, the only way I know there's a ranch probably, I used to fact own it. I sold it a good many years ago. It's just a couple hundred acre place. And the guy, I game fenced it, and we put some deer on it. On, but there were native deer on there. And I guess it was last year, the year before, he, they claim that two of the native deer that they killed on that ranch uh, were positive. And that's the only that I know of. I've had one in my 1,500 acres, they claim, and then the deer in my breeder pen. Now, there's another breeder pen close to me in another ranch, but they haven't had a positive yet, even though they have to test everything that dies. And, you know, if it's, I, I fussed out about this. If it's spontaneous, then this could happen anywhere. You can't do anything about it. And honestly, been around for all these years. It's never depleted a herd anywhere. There's nothing, you know, that, I can say there's probably no disease that kills less deer than CWD or hard to scrape people. No, it's only that I know of. Now, they have a containment zone. It's, it's a pretty good size area. My daughter, she's the one who takes care of all my deer in the fence for me, and she could tell you more about that. But everybody that killed a deer, whether it's low fence, high fence, what, had to take them and have them tested for CWD. They had six, and that's how they found out. They had, they had 64 cases in Texas in 2021 and 70 reported in 2018. Most of the cases, I'm, now I'm reading off of the internet, most cases were reported from breeder whitetail deers in Uvalde, Medina, and Hunt counties, which I'm assuming the Hunt County ones is yours are saying, which accounted for 50, yeah, which accounted for 53 cases last year. Now, in the last two years, this has been you've been fighting them for two years. Is that correct? A little over two and a half. Two and a half years. What did you do? Did you shoot any deer last year at all? That's what I was saying. And the, the 
I've got native deer on, on the ranch. That's what I told you earlier. We hard, we shot over two. I had hunters come out and myself. I shot a lot of those. We shot over 200 deer on my ranch. Native deer. No, none of them were out of the pen. They were just native deer on the ranch. And that's where we came up the very last deer that I shot with one of them that said was positive. And, she, and that's the one that I had jerky made out of. I got it in the refrigerator right now. I'm probably eat some of it today. The, I'm, I'm not the least bit worried that that doe had CWD because she was fat and healthy. And actually, she's an old doe. We have to age them all, look at her teeth, and she was very old doe. What so. about uh, those those deers in the breeder pens? For two years, you've done nothing with those? They've hey, just stayed in there? I couldn't. Yeah, I could not let a deer out. I could not sell a deer or anything for over two and a half years. And and you didn't have a bunch of. And I've been feeding. We spent about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month Damn. feeding those Damn. deer. And some of that goes to the native. I keep feed up to the native deer, but they don't near as much as they have food crops. I got alfalfa, soybean, wheat, all types of stuff for those deer to eat in the wild. Big pat fields of it that I plant, but plus keeping four people working full time for me and. Uh, you know, it just, it costs, it's cost me a lot of money. I was hard headed and, you know, I probably at the very beginning, I should have, I told them if they come slaughter my deer the way they're at the very first, I will spend a lot, everything I can to show how foolish y'all are, how sorry and how cruel y'all are to kill all these deer. But that didn't phase them. What, what, how many of the deer, th- this is my question. You have 200 deer in your breeder pen. Those 400, four, well, 500. 500 and they've been there for two years. You didn't have any die off or anything in the last two years waiting for the state to figure out what they're going to do. Correct. From CWD. No, we, Not one deer. We've had them die in the breeder pen. Just, I don't, I didn't get your question. Cause we've had them die in the breeder. We've lost quite a few deer this year in the last two years, especially during this eating. And, well, right. Like I but, said, we normally vaccinate for EHD. EHD kills a lot of deer, but, and, and then naturally your breeder pens, even though I got 68 acres of them, we would never have had that many deer in there had we been able to let them loose and sell deer and then be able to have pens that nothing in them for a long time. I've had the same deer, you know, had to have them pinned up together for the long time. And naturally you're going to get more problem with health when you do but that. But you're not have you didn't have a mass die off is what I'm saying. Of CW, if no. it was as bad as what, no. if it was as bad as what the state is trying to tell you, CWD, you would have lost all of your deer to CWD if it was as bad as they're trying to get everybody to believe. Oh yeah, right now they think I should have lost them all, but we, you know, we, but uh, it, it, like I say, they cannot. When they were here, and I brought the all, oh, there were a bunch of bodies, and I said, you can't show me one white-tailed deer in Texas ever died of CWD. And they can't. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, we're, we're big fans of the game warden. Our local game wardens are great guys. Every game warden, they've got a dangerous job, but I'm not a big fan of biologists. I know that's the same. My biologists, on, in fact, my, I feel like my game wardens, they can't say a lot because I told them, I said, why don't y'all speak up about this? They had the major, the captain, my local wardens out here and, you know, talk to me and they're good guys. And I think they know this is ridiculous. They said, we can't say anything. They'll fire us. Or send us to the water, and so <laughs> you know. I know there's there's probably in everything, police, game warden, whatever. Doctor, there's always a few bad ones, but the majority of the game wardens, I've never had a problem with game wardens. I mean, they get on fine. It's the biologists and these commissioners. Parks and Wildlife can only do what the commissioners allow them to do, and that's what really burns me up. That guy that that owns Bucky's, be Alpine, Beaver Alpine the third, obviously dislikes us big time because. He was the chair. He's been the chairman of the commission. There's about, I don't know, either nine or 10 of the commissioners. And they've, uh, there's supposedly a new one named Hildebrandt. 
It's probably not to be as hard on us. I don't know. So far, they've got down nearly every deer breeder in the state. I say three fourths of the breeders in Texas are what they call non movement qualified because they've had it on, I think, nine different ranches now that they've had CPD and breeder pens. And every time you have a deer, when I when they said I had this deer that was positive in, back in 2021, then everybody that we sold a deer to in the last five years to a breeder had to kill those deer. They didn't get a dime for it, and they, they call that trace out. They found none of those deer had CWD, and they killed some deer that had brought a lot of money. They don't get people who had nothing for it. Then I sold quite a few deer to stalker bucks, stalker deer to ranches that, you know, don't have breeders. And they would go to them and want to kill them all. A lot of the people would jump my lake and I'd kill them a deer on the ranch. Some of them let them, but they never found one deer that I sold that was positive for CWD. Now, some of the other, at the same time in the year that I had this happen to me, there's a guy named Gene Gonzalez down in South Texas. He's been a breeder a long time also. The same day, me and him both came up with positive deer, CWD. They checked him. Now, when he, they went and checked Every deer that he sold, they had to kill to other ranches. They found some CWD deer. When they find a CWD deer in a pen that you sold, then they shut that ranch down. So now then, there's several bigger ranches have been shut down that have sold deer. So they've got people, what they call movement qualified. They're non-movement qualified. And in Texas, you've got to let your deer out with the antlers on them 10 days before season. I think this is the end of September, the first day of September, the opening day of the deer season. So somewhere in the middle of September, you've got to let them out. After that, you would have to cut their antlers off in front of their G2 if you let them out. But they make everybody live test these. No other state that has breeders in it makes you live test. And we never have had that before. That's just another harassment deal that Parks and Wildlife is doing. To, and, and, and oh my goodness, at one time we probably had 3,000 deer breeders. I bet we don't have 500 now. There's a lot of people that are not, where they can test their deer and turn them loose on their ranch or sell them. A lot of breeders are getting out of the business, and I don't blame them. If I would have known it and it would have somebody happened to me, I would let all my deer out of the pens back whenever I could have. I would right now if they'd let me, but they won't. They just, they've killed thousands of deer, healthy deer that didn't test positive. You know, handful compared to what they've killed tested positive for scrapies, as I should really call it. I thought you, I, I thought earlier you had said, and I'm mistaken, that they can do a rectum <clears throat> Yeah, rectum and tonsil. A tonsil test. I don't understand why they no. why don't they test these deer instead of shooting them. I mean, how, how much does it cost to have a rectum and tonsil test on a deer from a vet? Two three hundred dollars. Well, first of all, if you don't rather have somebody darn it, that costs you a lot. It costs you quite a bit. You got to pay the vet to come out, and the rectum is not as hard on them, although they can only do it about three times because they got to take a little piece of the skin off of the rectum on each side. Uh, you know, and they want you to continue to do that. After a while, you couldn't. The tonsil, they definitely have to. If, if some, if it's a doe and you could run her through the chute, you could do the rectum while they're awake. But the tonsils, you can't. you got to put them down. They open their mouth extremely wide. And then they can do the rectum deal. It's not nearly as cruel to them. I mean, but when he's down and they open him and hit his tonsil, Quite a few. They kill quite a few. But again, I say Parson Wildlife has no sympathy for the deer. They can care less. But I'm just, I, I'm I, saying as a deer a breeder and owner, if they wanted to come shoot all your deer, wouldn't you be willing to have? Wouldn't you be willing to let them come just do a rectum test on them, so at least you don't kill oh, your does? The first time when it started, and I had my senator Bob all on the, I offered to let them 
put every deer to, to test every deer on the ranch. And any one that had CWV, we'd kill it and let up the deer go. They wouldn't, no, they won't do that. They just, they want to kill the deer. They, they, they're murderers, really. So that, that, yeah, they, there's no way to, I've, I've never been able to work anything out sensibly with What's them. the government? They, they've never. I mean, it's yeah. the government. Everything's just like the point in the guys on the, the committee. That's no difference in the lobbyists and stuff that get on these different things in Washington, D.C. We see it at every level of government. I, Probably not other than they donate a lot of money to the government. And we, we've had people talk to my private bottles in the office with the governor. He knows that's what they're doing wrong, but he told them that, you know, he's got all those guys on this, those commissioners that are billionaires, and, and there's more of them, obviously, that don't like us than do, and the ones that do like don't no, they, they, they won't speak up. So he, he couldn't go against all those. I had one billionaire Frank guy. We sold there to put him in a while. He told the Babbitt he wouldn't give him any, donate any money if he didn't get a quit. Get you know they were harassing him. He had him on the ranch. He did not a breeder. But you know that that's the people. He's the, the attorney general. Staff poor Ken Paxton, our attorney general. He's in all kind of trouble. He's no longer the attorney general. I've had him talk to him personally, to the lieutenant governor. Every one of them up there has good. I know who I am. And we sent messages to them. I've tried every way that I possibly could. I've sent letters. I've sent all kinds of stuff out. I've tried to get people to call their senators and reps in their counties or their area. And, you know, and, and we have, Texas has legislated every two years. After the, the legislation, they passed a little bit of it. And my senator wrote a good bill, but they, they denied it. They wouldn't pass it. But they, they made it where they got a parks and wildlife can't charge you to come kill them like they did before. Although they'll try to finagle around that some way, I'm sure. In no other state, if they're under animal health in other states and they have to kill the deer, they have a kill order, they don't have to pay for anything but the cleanup. And like I say, Parks and Wildlife wants to make you kill, do everything. And another thing, after the legislative deal was over, then Parks and Wildlife passed these emergency rules and made it much harder on deer. They, you know, they won't do that while legislation is going on. They wait till the session's over. Then they may make some ridiculous uh, rules, and now there's some other people suing them. There's, there's several other people who've got them, you know, taking them to court, and some of them just let them kill the deer. I mean, they some of them give up quickly, and some of them, you know, they've done it to quite a few small breeders, and they just said, well, I don't have the money to fight them. I, I've wasted what I have, I guess, but I'm hard-headed. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that they were going to come kill them, and I still don't. I never would. And if they do, when they came out and told me all what I'd have to pay, I said, I won't give you a dime if you kill my deer. And they want you to leave those breeder pens standing for five years. And I said, if you come kill all of my deer the way you're talking about, I'm going to get it every newspaper. I'll have my senators, my reps out here, as many people as I can, see what you're doing. And then I'll take those, start taking those breeder pens down the next day. And they're right in the middle of my ranch. And, uh, course they didn't say nothing to laugh they didn't like that and so so they know so why why are they saying why won't they if you tested your deer what's the what's the thinking behind it if you tested your deer and only killed the ones with cwd is it because they think that it's in the soil like why why would that not be a good compromise well they think that the deer could still someday later come up and have it you know i mean it's like you had a cold today and got over to kill everybody had colds or somebody else down the line that didn't have one, had one someday. So they think it happened again. It's my only thinking that they could do that, but they, they just, they want the big purpose of all this deal is to put deer breeders out of business. And like I say, we're down to around maybe 500 and I don't know that they have that many. And I do know quite a few breeders 
that were in the area where they could let their deer out and have them tested, let them out on their ranch, and are holding their permit, hoping someday we get some legislators in there that will take some of the power away from parks. And what, what, and the I don't, the common sense deal with government, we all know that shit don't work. I don't understand if they want you to kill the deer and you've offered to let the wounded warriors or whatever group name it is to come in there and shoot them deer. Right. I, I, I see. I, that's the problem that I'm having with. I don't know the whole, all the details on the state side, so I can't really say much on it. But from what you're telling me, it doesn't make sense. But for them, if they want you to kill the deer, but then they don't want to let these veterans come shoot them. I don't, that's what I don't understand. What's the difference whether the veterans shoot them or some game wardens do at nighttime or biologist or whatever? That's what I do not understand. You've offered to let them come shoot these deer with veterans, and they don't want to do that. And to me, that just absolutely makes no sense. And not only that, let the veteran, I wouldn't charge them a dime. And they bring people out to help them do that. If they could shoot these big bucks, they could have the meat, the big antlers put on their wall. We got bucks, two, three, four, five hundred inch bucks, huge big deer. I said, big healthy deer. And and you know what? If you're a beer breeder, you can't let us. It's illegal to let a sickly deer out, which I don't ever do anyway. Hardly ever have a sickly deer. But these would be big healthy deer, and nobody can understand. They thought when I said that, oh, man, that's very big. Of, yeah, most of them thought, well, yeah, he wants to let the deer out and kill them, get money for them. Well, that would have been nice because I spent, like I say, hundreds of thousands already. But I thought, well, if they're that hard-hearted and won't let that be, then they are sorry. I'll have to say this. If they really think CWD or C crepes is as bad, that it's as bad as what they, they're saying, they're dumber than I thought they were. And if they're doing this because they dislike deer breeders, they're sorry than I thought they were. But, no, I've offered that to them. And like I say, I told my attorney, I believe it was the day before yesterday, that I want the, the commissioners, I want it from the commissioners that they won't let these – wounded servicemen come shoot these deer for nothing during the next deer season if i let them out and i don't care parks and wildlife could come out and watch and see you know they could you'd have to, they would lie they would test every deer that you shot they'd get the brain and lymph node i don't care it'd be fine but i they if they thought the wounded warrior wanted to get to do it they can come out and watch but i thought of all best ways if if i why kill them and go throw healthy big-bodied bucks with antlers in a hole and bury them throw them away for nothing and and then they test them and come back and say, well, one or two might have CWD. Why do that when I would let, they're going to kill them anyway. Let these people that have dedicated their, you know, harm, gotten harm's way for this country, let them come out for nothing and shoot them. And I, it just blows my mind. Nobody thought they'd be that cruel to say. And that, we get to go, she's, my attorney is going before the commission. Hopefully they'll listen to her for a few minutes and try to argue that point that hey we'll let the, those bucks out and then not only that since they i've tried everywhere in the world to let the doe out and they won't let they don't want to have any good genetics on the ranch what it looks like and they won't so i rather them to slaughter and do my doe the way they were going, i said you know i will run these does through the shoot give them a, put them to sleep with a syringe the shot and then they kill them and the deer will never know you know it'd be the same the most humane way you could put the doe to sleep and i would bury them on my ranch at my expense and they still, they'd rather come out, kill them, try to charge me as much as they could and haul them and throw them all in a hole of ground and cover them up. And it just, that shows me that they have no sympathy for the deer whatsoever. Or the, they, they, they dislike deer breeders so, and especially somebody that stood up to them. Most, most people, breeders are scared of parks and wildlife because they got the ruling hand over you. I mean, they, if you sign that herd plan like they want, they would basically own my ranch. 
that would pass on to my children. And if you come bought my ranch, that would pass on down to you. They could come test there whenever they wanted, come on, you play, do what they want. And I just told them, you know, that sounds worse than Nazi Germany to me. I wouldn't think about doing something like that. But well, I'm very vocal and tell them what I think, and they don't like that. Why, why don't you go to the commission? Because it's easy for a commission to tell an attorney no. But when uh, you're there well, talking to them. But I, you know, they've caused me so much. I'm, I say what I think, and I might say something <laughs> they wouldn't like. Maybe they I need mean, to I, hear that. I may go, yeah. Attorney, you get like two minutes to talk. Is all. There will be a lot of deer breeders there fussing. I mean, they, they, I mean, they've got, like I say, probably two-thirds at least of the deer breeders shut down. Can't even move the deer, let them out of nothing right now. Can't sell them, can't move them. And they've got all the... At the very first when I got it, I think some deer breeders thought, well, hey, I don't make more deer we can sell. But now then it's expecting more of them. You know, in a shoe organization, the Texas Deer Association, I used to be the vice president, and there's a deer breeders corporation. I'm still a director on it. And the deer breeders corporation, you know, they're fighting pretty hard, doing whatever we can to stop this. But like a lot of people told me, it's hard to be city hall. It's hard to be the government. <laughs> I, I don't. They, they, got, they got your money fighting you. I mean, you're spending your money to fight them. I, right. What gets me is there's only 61 deer that have were tested positive. That sure is a whole big industry to shut down when you could do a test on. I don't understand killing the deer to have to test it. But I don't understand chronic waste disease. I don't either. I, because like from everything that I've heard, it's a you know it's 100 percent fatal. And then um, a friend of mine shot one last year. He shot a mule deer last year that had chronic wasting disease, but he told us that it's what blue tongue is what is what kills them, right? You are right. Everything we've had to say, it's blue tongue, EHD, pneumonia, a lot of people. There's a rancher up in Michigan. They've got around 3,000 deer, and I've talked to them, the guy that takes care of it, and they said 60% of the deer got CWD. The only one they ever die is pneumonia up there mostly, and they can lift their deer out on the ranch and shoot them. And they do that. Then after they kill the deer, they have to taste in the brain lymph node. And he said, time they get the result back. And I said, well, that deer has CWD. Well, they've already eaten right. the deer. They know there's no harm in eating a deer. Now, you and nobody be stupid enough, shouldn't they, eat a sickly. You know, if you were out hunting and one was skinny or sick or done, you wouldn't think about eating it. But, you know, he has he have those that have had it for years, big, healthy deer, have babies. And yet, they'll, you know, when they shoot one of those bucks, they say, well, he had CWD. Well, which again, I hate to say the word CW That's because great. that is a made back old woman named Williams. I hope I'm no kin to her. They did that over 60 years ago in Colorado and made up that name when they first had the mule deer. And I wouldn't say that it, it might get a few mule deer. We don't raise mule deer, so I don't know. I know the whitetail are very tough, but EHD gets them, and so does pneumonia and blue tongue. And like I said, in, in the Uvalde down there, they have uh, Amtrak. That can kill the deer, the cows, even you if you get it right. That never bothers me, you know. And every now and then they have big dials from uh, Amtrak. We don't have, I have never had it yet before him, but we. And again, I'll tell you another thing. This is my opinion. I can't prove it. I think somebody sabotaged my pen. I honestly do think somebody hated deer pen. There's no way on earth after the guy. I've been here for, I've been on this ranch for over 25 years and had healthy deer doing that. And we had to test every deer for a long time for CWD, sending in the brain, the lymph node. And the strange part about my deal, I've got 68 acres of it, and the pen that came up with the first CWD deer, we did move a few of those deer to different pens. Now then, about half of my pens, the ones that are on the 
the west side of the, the branch, the, the pins, they kind of run east and west. The ones when we send them in, they claim they have CWD. The other side, they don't. And yet, I don't understand it. The, the 49 bucks, we've never added anything to that pen or nothing. We've got a group of pins that nothing's ever tested positive. Well, if it just is prevalent, they say a buzzer can get it, it could be in your feed. AIN can get it, a coyote, I mean, pigs should give it, you know, they got all kind of, but they have no scientific fact at all how any way it can come about. And just like they told me at the first, it blew their mind that I could have had it. And I feel the only way possible, if I really have it, and I'll tell you another thing that blows my mind, they can lie and not have it. When that first deer that I lost, and they claim that CWD, I thought that, and they took them about a month fiddling with that deer to claim the failure we did. And we thought it was done the same day as Gonzalez's deer were. Well, he's had it, and he's, he's down in South Texas where there is a little around. There is none around me. Anyway, they, I wanted them to, um, DNA that deer. They, they sent the, on the computer, like we're talking now, they showed us the brain and the lymph node. I said, All right, I, I will not believe that's my deer unless you send that to the gene sink where all of my deer registered and they and DNA and they could tell you for city if that's my deer. And they all oh, that costs money. I said, I will pay for it. And this really threw the first red flag up. They would not send that brain and lymph node to be tested to see if it was really my deer and up there. And then on top of that, there's over 20 places in the United States that can test for CWD, and they will not let you get a, a second opinion whether your deer has CWD or not. I, that really did make me. Yeah, that that that's think. a red flag right there. I don't understand why you can't pay for independent testing. Because they're probably not going to get their cut that way. Well, I, I don't know if they get a cut. They're just, I mean, if what he's saying is is that's not his lymph node and not his brain, and that's why they don't want to send it off. I just I don't understand why yeah. if you're willing to pay for it, they don't let it. And, and you would, would think hurt. from the state would say, sure, we'll do that because that way you'll you'll be at ease and know this is exactly right. I don't. I mean, I don't understand why. I just don't understand why they won't let you do it. I mean, there's. Well, I told them. I said, if it goes to the gin sink, they say it's my deer. Then I'll believe it. But I said, unless it does, I'll never believe that's my deer. And. It just say Gonzalez had a contaminator, and they could have sent a piece of his, put the brain in there. They, they were scared to send it. If it wasn't my deer and they sent it up there and it wasn't my deer, they would have looked bad. Right. So, you know, so you don't know whether they're lying or what when they tell you, you know, and I, I just, that, that threw up. When they wouldn't let me have that deer DNA from work, and they did send it to a place that's DNA solutions that had like 10 markers that we used to use many years ago. Ames uh, has, I mean, uh, GenSync has hundreds of markers. They can tell you for sure what it is. And they wouldn't let me send it there. And in the same way, they won't let you send the partial of your brain to see if it really has CWD. What, what's the reason? What, well, there, what is the reason the state doesn't like? You said the state doesn't want deer breeders. What is the reason for that? My thinking is that some of those billionaires that have the low fence ranches, you know, that, that Charge a lot of money for you to shoot a deer. You could come, if you don't live in Texas, you could come to Texas, used to could, and buy a couple hundred acres and put a game fence around it and go to a breeder and buy deer and a cape or does or buy bucks that are two, three, four hundred inch deer and let them loose on your ranch. And, and if you do that 10 days before deer season, you could have people come shoot them and you could pay whatever they charge and charge the people to shoot them. And you could probably let one shoot shoot one of those huge bucks cheaper than they could at one of their bucks on their ranch. It might go one six or seven or 
or 80, you know, in that range. And they probably got some 200 inch deer too. But they, there's, I think it's jealousy. And they could do the very same thing. In fact, they could even do better. Places like the King Ranch. They, you know, low fence, it costs you a lot of money to hunt down there. But yet, they have a big enough pasture that you could probably pull up, you know, a 170 net that would make the Boone and Crockett behind the game fence. We killed there that would, you know, would make Boone and Crockett behind the game fence, but you can't enter into Boone and Crockett. You can't have one behind a high fence. So I just feel like, and I've said this for a long time, if we weren't raising bucks with huge antlers, this would never happen. And I feel positive about that. Because when I started out, I'd never seen a 200 inch deer in my life other than at the Buckhorn Saloon. And now then I've had yearlings get bigger than some of those bucks. So it just. <laughs> Can you. If, if, if a guy with a low fence ranch buys one of your deer and put it out, can he ever enter that deer or its offspring into the Boone and Crockett? Yes, if it's a low fence. No, no. Well, if he's got a low fence, it's it, they used to do this, but if on a low fence, you can't let a, a pen raise deer. It's got to be a high fence. Used to, you could. And I've always been fair and honest. Way back when that deer started getting big, people called. I'd have somebody or a low fence ranch want to buy a deer from me. And I would say, why would you spend $5,000 for a doe and let her on a low fence and she go wherever she wants to. Now, some breeders, you know, would say, oh, yeah, that's the greatest thing just to sell deer. I always told everybody what I felt what I would do, and I said I wouldn't. Now, if they have a high fence trying to play, yeah, we sold deer just to that. And and you can sell, they can buy good genetic deer. If you buy one that has been in a breeder pen, no, you can. Well, and let me say that not Booty Crockett, I guess you'd have to. I don't know about that. I mean, now that it's illegal to sell, to let one loose on a low fence. Even in Louisiana and Oklahoma, where they don't, where they know there's nothing to CWD, they can sell back to forth to each breeder. They can let them loose on high fence. They can't let them loose on low fence. So it don't matter where they're. Now, Texas has a big game award, and any deer that's been in a breeder pen or a DMP pen can't enter that. But if you let some deer out on your high fence and they have babies on that ranch and they grow up to be huge, that's already happened. Some of the world state records have been deer born on high fence ranches that uh, were out of broodstock, but they couldn't see tattooed in the ear and everything else when you let one out and that's it. You couldn't enter one of those. But if you let some does out that are out of your good genetics, she has fawns and they raise up and they get large, then they can be entered into the state's big game award, but never, no, never. Uh, I don't think you can. What is it? A couple of, if on Boone and Crockett, I don't think you can have but two or three, even if a ranch has some, Eight foot on one side. I'm not sure you can enter them. I've never entered one in Boone and Crockett, so I don't know. There's a lot of deer get out, though. I mean, that's why you see all, all oh, the yeah. exotics are all over Texas now because they've got out. something little on the curve up here last week. What was it? I fuck, I don't know. Some little, he was about as big as a dog, a little bit bigger than a dog, looked like a deer. Do they have dick dick deer Do they in Texas? That what? Isn't it, aren't they called dick dicks, the little deer from Africa? Well, I don't. I don't. I know. think that's what's sure pretty cold. Right up here on the road, we about five miles. It it looked like a deer, kind of like a deer, but it was. I don't know. My lab was probably longer than it. It might have stood up a little bit taller, but it was. I don't know. This big and yay tall. Was it a doe and a fawn? I mean, no. It had like black stripes on it. Oh, it's probably you know, it's probably some exotic that got out up here because we we have them in our area. Everywhere it does. We got elk that are running around up here now that have gotten out. But but what happens if a CWD 
Let, let, let's say that your deer just got out of your pen all over. Is the state going to go in and kill every deer in Hunt County? No, no. Well, the very first deer in Texas that they found, a veterinarian, Dan McBride, good friend of mine at the time back then, they, you know, New Mexico found CWD in, in the mule deer right close to Texas border. They went out there and killed a bunch of deer right by New Mexico, and I know down that it is, and finally found one that had CWD. That was, oh, what, 20, 15, 10 years ago? Or, it was a good long time back. First deer they ever found. But then they didn't go kill the rest of the deer in that county. Yeah, they found deer in the wild in Texas. But no, if they find one in the wild one out in the low fence, find them one positive, no, they don't kill any more deer. And that's, they don't test out of the, millions of deer in Texas, they don't test a speck of wild, that deer that are killed in the wild, but yet deer breeders have to test everything. So, so he, and then now then they're making them, if you sell it, they've never done this. If I were a movement qualified and I sold deer to another breeder, you used to just get a transfer permit sold. Now you'd have to live test every one of those deer before you sell it. And they're doing that, hoping that they'll catch somebody else with we'll CWD and shut them down. They, they, um, so here's what I here's what I still don't here's what I still don't understand. CWD is not fatal. I don't understand what all the uproar is about on why these on why this agency is wanting to spend or have you spend, you know, untold amounts of money for something that is not fatal. I don't. I still can't wrap my head around that. Like why is C well, why is CWD why is that in the crosshairs? Is a federal mandated disease, and and I won't say it's not fatal of a deer. I just don't think a deer live long enough to die from it. Similar like Alzheimer's. Look how people get Alzheimer's live a long time. Right. If a deer could live thirty years, he might eventually die from it. Right, right, right. right. But, yeah, because on on every website that I've seen, it says it's a hundred percent fatal, but it doesn't it doesn't give a timeline. But I mean, no, it, you know, what, on a on a long enough timeline, you know, everything is fatal, right? I mean, if you if you expand your timeline long enough. Right, yeah, something's going to get you eventually. So I, I, and they know that something's going to get that deer before CW ever gets you in the wild or in the pen or whatever or something. Like I'm telling you, we we lose deer to EHD is probably the biggest killer of deer in the state, other than an Amtrak, and that's only in down Ray Valley. But uh, they can't. We hadn't had one deer wobble around slobbering do like they don't know where he is, like they say. We've had deer that get EHD. Some of them you can doctor and get over it. Some of them you can't. And and pneumonia. You know, healthy people get pneumonia and die. From right. It. And so do deer. I mean, they, they, and you keep enough of them concentrated together in one place. They're going to get. You'll something. have more problems. I mean, that, that's just. Do you think it was the vi- there was a video a couple years ago of a deer stumbling around and it was laying in the laying in a stream and all this other that's stuff. That's EHD, I think. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they're trying to pass that along, or that's probably blue tongue, right? Where he was laying in the water yeah. and he was real lethargic, and they called it the zombie deer. Yeah, I do that trying to scare hunters. You would think they were anti hunting parks and wildlife, but what they're doing, I mean, they're putting the billboards up showing the deer on it and said, probably weird to worry about CWD protecting the deer. I was saying another thing on their slaughter deal, they were going to come at night and they had a big area marked up on my, you know, on the map showing me. They don't want anybody watching them, any picture taking not. nothing to do. They want, and I told them, why wouldn't you want? You claim that this is you're, you're killing all of my deer and save the deer in Texas. Why would you're great heroes? Why wouldn't you want me to show you down if that pictures of you slaughtering no deer like that since you're saving all the deer in Texas? Right. And 
the stupid part of the whole deer, they've killed thousands of deer in breeder's pen, no doubt. You can kill every deer breeder pen deer in, in the state. You're still going to have CDD. I mean, it's in the wild. There's no, and they can't prove where they came from. The, again, the first wild deer was detected with a wild deer. So they can't prove it comes from the wild deer. The, or the, that did, the wild deer probably gave it to that or to the pen deer or vice versa. And, and they can't even say that it's spontaneous. But I feel like, I always say another thing. Two guys, after I got CWD, most deer breeders wouldn't say, they're scared, wouldn't say nothing. But two breeders spoke up big time for me, and it wasn't no time both of them had CWD in their pants. Wow. Now, you tell me, how that if I don't look, right. now then there's quite a few breeders that got CWD. But these two spoke up big time, wrote a bad letter to, to, to the attorney general on it, to the uh, Parks and Wildlife. And they, for some strange reason, they came. And that one, one of them never bought a deer at all from me. The other, I think, had bought a deer a long time ago from me. And they both, it wasn't one of my deer they came up with. And then that means they should, they had, uh, when they did that, if they have a CWD deer, any deer they've sold to anybody, those people are shut down unless they kill all of the deer. And if you've got them on the ranch and it's, you know, you have a, a release site and you have them, then if you don't kill them, then they won't let you put any more deer on that ranch. Which one, one of the friend of mine, long time ago, I say long, maybe 10, seven, eight years ago, uh, he game fenced it. He ran every wild deer out of the place. It was pretty easy, but he only had a couple hundred acres. And we, he got genetics from me, does and buck. And he's got some awesome, beautiful deer on the place. And they wanted to kill all of his deer. He, you know, kid, well, you won't ever be able to buy another deer from a breeder and put on here. Well, I don't care. I got good genetics. So he, he let them, he wanted to think about let them kill those deer. And that's, to fact, another one did that said that. Some of them, have let them come in and do kill some. They have never found one of my deer to be positive yet. I told them when they first came out and went all this talking, I said, if there were any way, I'm a probably four or five generation Texan. I don't have been born and raised here, my daddy, my granddaddy, my great granddaddy. So I said, if I could take my deer to Oklahoma, the most deer friendly state there is, I would sell my ranch and I would haul those deer up there and I would go where they don't have any problem. They know there's nothing to CWD. I could continue to be, a, I could buy a ranch put a breeder pen, I can let the deer out and have hunters and do that and not have to test nothing. And that, but there's no way. Oklahoma, uh, they do allow some deer to come in, but they don't from Texas or have them because nobody can bring a deer to Texas, no matter what. And then what they call a lot of people under animal health, they call it status. If you tested for five years, every deer that died, then you get status. Only way you could move one from one state to another, if there's another state that would take them, you had to have five years of status. Then they used to make them do TB and uh, uh, bangs tests, a thing on them. Uh, and and not, hardly any state will take deer anymore. But Oklahoma wouldn't let any come in from Texas because Texas wouldn't let anybody from Oklahoma. Old Mexico. You can take Texas deer in Old Mexico. They're not the least bit worried about CWD. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> our border's so jacked up. They, they're worried more about our so deer here. We got here. three states. We have two states that borders and one country. Now, in New Mexico, you cannot be a deer breeder anyway, and the same way in Arkansas. You can't be a girlfriend, be a deer breeder. And they, I understand Arkansas has got more CWD and their elk and eat than we have in the wild. And, so but, you said they, 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 they were going to shoot them in the neck? They, and that's just what they told me. They were going to take a suppressed gun or a silencer yeah. and shoot the deer in the neck at night. Mm. And when you go in the pen, those deer are smart. They know... 
if I ride and my daughter goes in every day and feeds and takes care of them and her health goes, if I go in there, they, they don't come as close to their little buggy. They'll come up and she can pat them. She can pass some of them getting a buggy with her, those does, and watch the bus. But they were going to do that, and it would be the most cool way you could do that, possibly. And at night, too, you can imagine. And the deer would, they, I've got a silencer, and they're not worth a flip over about 50 right. yards, you know. And then they just, why wouldn't they, and you why, hit one in the neck. Why wouldn't they go for like a vital? Why wouldn't they shoot them in the vitals? Why are they shooting them in the, in the I, neck? Well, they're, if they're testing the lymph nodes in the brain, maybe that's why. I, I don't have a, a heart shot. Yeah, Wait, but why couldn't you shoot them in the heart or something? I, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I've shot deer with them. I quit doing it with a, a doe's because I thought a silencer. I've shot, you know, I've shot one in the heart one time, and I trailed that deer for a long way, and finally found them. It, it, it just—they're not nearly as fatal. It, you know, if you shoot them in the head with it, fifty yards. You're going to get them, but they won't do Right, but, That's, I mean, their neck is all muscle. Like, the, you know, you got... I understand. They're, they're not, if you shot... You can shoot a deer with a 300 in the neck, and even if you hit the, and you hit the spine, they'll lay in flounce a long time. And that, that, that is not a quick kill in the neck. But if you don't hit the spine, and that, that suppressed bullet is not going to go through that deer. If they miss the spine and hit it up higher in the neck, they just crip it and make it, you know, it's going to run worse. And it won't, the suppress, my, mine won't, I have a 308 suppressed gun. I don't even use it anymore, but it, they wouldn't go through it here at all. And it, I, the day I shot, I tried one time up a doe and hit her in the heart. And that's been a long time ago. And it did, like I say, that deer went a long way. It didn't, I guess it barely got to the heart. It didn't leave enough blood trail. They're not. But if you hit them in the head at 50 yards, and they're not real accurate to suppress. I, even at 50 yards, I couldn't shoot a very tight group with my, Right. And I had hand-loaded suppressed bullets, and you know you you couldn't you'd think at fifty yards you could drill them in like a tag. You couldn't. Mine won't. The night time so you're not shooting at the head. You know you got about six eight inches there that, that bullet can be in a different area. Right. So you, the nighttime deals what I don't understand why it has to be at night. To me, it seems well, like they hard, hide, harder they to get footage. Right. Well, no, no. I that's they the only reason. That's what I'm saying because it seemed daytime would be a lot easier. Yeah, they don't want anybody to see how cruel it is and how bad they do it, how they bloody them up. And, and they'll be bouncing them off the fence, breaking legs. I mean, it, it'd be a desire. It'd be a, they'd get them all killed, but it'd take them a long time. It'd be a slaughter. Yeah. But, but you they the first one, everybody else signed a herd plan, and they killed theirs during the day, but you didn't sign the herd plan. Well, now my daughter just told me that everybody, they killed them in the day. They wouldn't still let anybody around it take pictures. And since I wouldn't have heard plan, didn't sign a herd plan, they want to kill mine at night. I think, I think we could maybe beat them on that. Plan that it says you can't video it and come and take pictures. And she so said, if I say her side of her plan, you can't video it. Well, that's like everything else. You sign a herd. If if, if I signed a, I will say another stupid thing about the herd plan. They said it the first. If I signed a herd plan, they'd have they could come on my ranch anytime. They got a right to come. Game warden has a right to come to your deer breeder, deer breeder pen anytime he wants to. If I but they can't come to your ranch anytime just to say and kill deer on it. But if I sign a they could. They'd have it sold up like that. Then they said, if I tested these deer again and I let them out and I didn't kill them all, they'd come kill them and charge me for it, for killing them. Then they said, on my ranch, I couldn't have one deer to 15 acres. That would be, so on my 1,500 acres ranch, that you could run 1,500 deer on it and they wouldn't phase it. But anyway, I couldn't have a 75 deer. And if I had to, in the deer season, if I had more than 75 deer on the ranch, 
I could not let any more deer out on my ranch. And if I was to have had one positive, like we found one positive, they said it was positive, and maybe lying, I don't know. But then I couldn't have one deer to 50 acres. It wouldn't even be worth thinking about. It. I said I'd have to be killing all the does, the fawns, and and uh, half of the bucks had come down to that few deer. And I said I could take my game fence down. I own 700 acres. It's about a thousand. There's a little strip of land dividing my ranch from it, and I can't buy. It. And it's low fence, and there's lots of deer on it. You never kill a big deer because up here where I am, there's so many hunters and they small acreage around that they kill everything other than the 13-inch minimum helped a little bit, but you never hardly see a mature deer. But I said, I could take my game fence down and I would have more deer on the ranch right now than I do because if does come, they find where there's food, water, and shelter, does will stay. There is no doubt. They would cover me up with what I have planted summer and winter. Now, bucks are territorial. They won't deer in the fall of summer. Bucks are going to go stay at different places, and they're going to travel all over the place during the rut. So you wouldn't, you couldn't contain all the bucks, but you'd have, I'd have those by the bunches still in this place if I took my game fence down. But I just said I'd have more to do this stupid part about one deer to fifty an acre. I'd have way more than that if I took my fence down. <laughs> so what's next? Is there? It's not much to take in the it, What's next? Is there? Do you have any more court date or not court dates? But uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for? Do you have any more appeals or anything coming up? Like, what's next in this adventure? Uh, right now, I guess, you know, we have the meeting. It's the, I think it's the, no, that's July, change all of it. This July, I think it's the 23rd and 4th. They have a, the director, uh, the Parks and Wildlife Commissioners have a meeting, and you get two minutes to talk there. There will be a lot of deer breeders there, and my attorney plans on trying to get it on the agenda and talk to them about this, why we can't let these deer. I have the commissioners. In front of all those people say, why can't we let these deer out and let the wounded servicemen shoot these deer? But that's the only way. Now, court date, I told her, why can't we still have this hearing with our judge? I mean, just because it got didn't get on the docket and she's trying to do that. Only thing, if, if I was to win in court at, in my county, then they'd appeal it. I mean, it don't matter. If, you know, if they said, hey, you can let them out, let them shoot them. They're going to appeal the thing. And if I do nothing, this is just my guess. If I don't do nothing and I... So you're not going to kill my deer. I think they would let me go for years and let every deer until they all died of old age and cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars to feed them until they all just died and went away. Right. You know, and I, I'm not breeding anymore. Now, the year before we did and had a lot of ponds. This year we didn't because, you know, it it, it it looks like it's going to be awful hard to beat them. Yeah. I thought in the beginning I possibly could, but if we don't get to do this with the wounded warriors, the wounded servicemen, uh, then that shows how double as senseless they are and how cruel. Then I don't know there's any hope. Right. So, so yeah. this is the, this is kind of your last and, last battle right here. Yep. And if if they do come, you know, I give them say okay, kill them. Then I'm going to try to have my senator and reps, as many newspaper people out. And I said I will spend money trying to get the paper, just showing how cruel and how ignorant this deal is. What are y'all? You're killing healthy deer for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to let you go. Keep us updated on what goes on with uh, have your daughter or you reach out to Jeff and keep us updated on kind of what's going on. And uh, we would love to continue to track this and see where it goes. So good luck. I know you've got an uphill battle, but, you know, you're two and a half years in now. So if nothing else, you've been a big pain in their ass. So that's got to make you smile a little bit. Mm-hmm. That. Well, that deal, you know, that there was 30-some-odd vehicles, 
on the Monday morning, sitting up there waiting to come to my ranch to slaughter my deer that night, and they all had to load their rear and go home. I mean, that, that must cost me hundreds of thousands to do that, but at least nobody's ever done that before. Nobody ever sent them away and couldn't come kill your deer. They, and all they got to hate me worse than they hate Satan. And I think they're right down in the category with him, yeah. with Satan. But I, that's just my, I don't have any sympathy for the. And not the game wardens. I'm not right. knocking game wardens. I'm talking about the bodies and the commissioner right. on Parks and Wildlife. And I will say this for your audience, if anybody would, if they don't live in the state, they can live in any state. I've, ha I've had people say, well, I'm not coming back to the Texas. Now, hey, another thing they've done, they've made it on some ranches and they sent me the deal out. Animal Health did that. If you came and killed a deer on my ranch this fall, if I don't get this chain, that ranch, that deer, antlers, or nothing can leave my ranch until we send it off and see if it's positive CWD. Now, you're talking about trying to destroy hunting. That will. And there's one ranch they did that to last fall in Texas, and he's, of course, taking them to court over it. And my attorney, she's working with him and that. But if they would call commissioners or call Parks and Wildlife or send letters to the governor, the governor won't do nothing. But, I mean, at least let them know, how is it that you will not let these wounded servicemen kill these deer when that's all you want to do in the first place is kill them. I mean, it, it, that makes no sense. And that's, you know, and like I say, that can come, they can do it, and they won't, won't charge them a dime. They, they, so I thank you all for listening to me. I might have talked too fast no, and said too much. You're but good. You got any of Embry membership, you got my email number. They can email me, and I'll send back. I'll talk back with them or send them emails or whatever. And keep I them appreciate it very much, man. You have a great day, and God bless you, and best of luck. Thank you. Right, thank you. That's Mr. crazy. Mr. Williams. I still don't understand. I still don't understand. I just don't understand. I, I don't CWD. I'm, I'm and, I, and I text Blake because I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that my facts were right. I texted a, a guy from the Texas Parks Wildlife hoping to hear back from him. I want to get an insight on this too. Oh, I want to know well, why, just, what, what's the big deal? Because Blake, remember he shot that mule deer yes, that had I CWD. That. And yes. he was like, and I was, I asked him, I was like, well, you know, were you worried about it? Blah, blah, blah. And he, we were talking about it on a podcast. He's like, CWD is not fatal. It's blue tongue that's fatal. Right. So I just, I don't know. But is this the first time that the CDC has fucked us or tried to fuck us well it's not cdc this is texas parks and wildlife it's a it's a whatever disease he said well no 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 that part i understand who who knows that's why i want to talk i want to get some insight from the state on this also but i don't understand if they're gonna make him kill the deer why they won't let the veteran shoot it that's what i don't i don't yeah, that's it's right here. that's it's my, on cdc's website well nobody trusts him that's what i'm saying fauci's involved all right let's jump off here hope everybody has a great weekend Thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, check out our Patreon account. Check out our YouTube. Uh, episode three of the first family of waterfowl drops. When's this come out tomorrow? Uh -huh. It'll be out when you get this. The episode three will be out, and we got a big time giveaway coming up. That's right. So, when are we going to stay tuned? When are you announce it? Okay, pretty soon we'll be announcing the big giveaway we're going to be having coming out. Uh, thank y'all for listening to us. God bless y'all. Bye. <laughs> Go check out our sponsors. Go look at Lucky Duck. They have released all of their new products for this coming hunting season, and there's a lot on there that they've got going on. Uh, Ducks Unlimited, Double T British Kennel, Mossberg, Stanfield Outfitters, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Hemp Hill Farms, uh, Looking Glass Podcast, Shin Gear, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, and Boss Shot Shows.